Hello, you're listening to episode 16 of It's Just a One Podcast. Actually, my name is Jake. And my name is Adam. This week, we're going to be looking at the best films from 2017. No luck catching them swans, then. It's just the one swan, actually. We're back. We're back, Jake. We're, we're back, back again. We keep, back. Sa- we keep saying we're we keep back. We keep saying we're back. But, but to be honest, it's it's a bit of a thing here, isn't it? <laughs> So we can't yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't stop. We should. We shouldn't keep promises. Basically, is the lesson. Um, yeah. So we may be back next week. We may not. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, last episode we went to pictures. I in, believe in August. <laughs> in August. <laughs> it's now October. Um, it's now October. We went to see Tenet, and we basically said everyone go to cinemas, mm. and um, nobody went to cinemas. <laughs> yeah, and now Cineworld's closed. Now well done, everyone. <laughs> We did our part. <laughs> we and went to Odeon as well. So. <laughs> I've never seen a Cineworld, actually. Sorry, no, I've never been to a Cineworld. I haven't. There's one in Liverpool, I think. Nah. But it's not. Nah. nah, it's not on the world. Not when, um, not when Pete Price is plugging the view for exactly, £5 yeah. a ticket. <laughs> Got the light here, mate. Um, yeah, so anyway, we are back okay. again. Um, and we are going to talk about... 2017 the big one it is a big one finally um yeah it's uh, (laughs) i generally think it's probably the best year um this past decade out of the the decade yeah i agree Um, to be honest i think this is um it's just outrageous this year um normally we have we pick like five don't we and then we put like three or four like extras in there just to like mention but yeah i mean have you got on your list 16 i've got 16 on my list (laughs) I won't be talking about all of them. No. I'll just be skimming through them. But there's 16 on my list that I want to mention. Um, and Adam's got a I've quite got a about, large got list. Got about nine or ten, yeah. Um, got different films as well. So, so I think we should just get straight into it. Basically, Let's get cracking, yeah. Um, I'll start with a couple of honourable mentions. Go on. Um, Adam, I don't think has seen some of these, but I'll start with one that he has, and that is the Disaster Artist. Yeah. Um, so, um, everyone, everyone who knows film knows this film. So, um, I'll, I'll let you talk about it. It's your one. I'll let you talk about it. Um, so it's based on the behind the scenes of making the film called The Room, which is apparently the worst film ever made. The best worst film ever the made. The best worst film ever made. Do you remember? Have you? You probably you've seen The Room, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's quite a it's quite a um, film students film like a university thing where it's you like just put on and then just have a laugh with a couple yeah of it's like a cult film but i feel the only people in the cult are people who did film yeah i don't know people who've like who are, who have an interest in that film who haven't either studied it or have like a massive interest yeah. so it's like a cult for like film people it's it's uh, basically what we're saying is i think it's on youtube it's probably on youtube in its yeah. entirety you probably um, get like a signed copy from tommy wise over exactly, eight yeah, quid yeah. so so, what we're saying is, we're going. It's we're going back into lockdown. <laughs> you're not you're not going to be able to go out. Mm. It's a Saturday night. <laughs> Put room on, mm. and get a couple of beers. Yeah, yeah. And just indulge. And then, and it is the it's it's not intentionally funny, but it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um. So, so. This film is the behind the scenes of making that film. So, um, Tommy Wiseau is the main character. 
um he directed starred produced he did everything written, yeah one written, man show one man show for this film um and he is played by james franco there's dave franco's in it as well yeah who plays sestero yeah i believe his name is that's like his co-star in the film and his his friend well friend in like whatever he's called or, and seth rogan's in it and there's like a there's it's basically that sort of group so the group that mm. make um this is the end mm-hmm. and pineapple express yeah. it's all them sort of actors um that sort of production it's fucking hilarious mm. it's so funny i remember going to the pictures to see it and just absolutely howling yeah at everything about it because it's but the the best thing about it, I think, is that it doesn't take the piss either. Is that it's, it knows this is funny, and it knows like the room's probably the shittest film <laughs> ever. But in a way, and I don't understand how they did it. Mm. It's quite respectful of like Tommy. Why is it? It's not taking the piss out of yeah, him. It's, it's just trying to understand him as a character. It's just like very much saying, a, like he. This is the way he is. And yeah, stuff like very that. much a homage to who Tommy Wiseau is and yeah, how yeah. how the film came about. Because he was. It's based on a book that Greg Sestero wrote. Yeah, I think it's called The Disaster Artist. I think it's actually called that. But they brought Tommy Wiseau in on the film to sort of like. Well, they brought both of them in to sort of like make sure everything was as true as possible. Yeah. So it's like it's everything you see happened no matter how like cringy or like unbearable it is to watch but that's what happened and that's just the way it is and you sort of get that proper authenticity with it it was, it was pretty good actually so it, it wasn't on my list though it's it wasn't on your list but it's not on my list to be honest it's just a little honorable mention <laughs> it just came out that year but it just came out that year yeah. um you haven't seen it with um absolutely with, with a bomb didn't with a bomb if you're listening gibbo. Are you gibbo? um absolutely hilarious well worth a watch I'd watch Room and I'd watch The Disaster Artist back to back. Yeah, I'd definitely. Like a, little, definitely. a little two feature film there. James um, Franco's like his performance is pretty spot on, isn't it? It's brilliant. Sadly, he got tarnished after it because like, yeah. he's a wrong one, but I haven't actually seen him in anything else since. I haven't, to be honest. I think he's gone. Finished. He's been Weinstein, hasn't he? You've been Weinstein. It's like the equivalent of being wicked, but <laughs> you've been wicked. <laughs> um, but yeah, Disaster Artist, great film, well worth a watch. Gonna throw a quick one in there. We, uh, uh, a it's few not on these. your list. These are just honourable mentions. But yeah, they're like at the bottom of the list, like just ones I want to mention. Um, we've talked about a lot of these before, though, so we will be able to like fly through them. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes came out. Yeah, the, the the last film in the trilogy. Yeah, I mean we've t- we've talked about this a lot, um. So I won't, I won't really go back over I it. I think but that's proof of how good this year is. is yeah, exactly. That film doesn't. It, for me, it doesn't come just, close to yeah, my yeah, top yeah, my exactly. top picks. But that film that, that rounds off it's the trilogy. That film. It's, yeah, fucking it's fucking unbelievable. Brilliant. Yeah. Watch it if you want to cry. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it that much. We've, no, we've, no. we've spoken about it. Gives another one. Uh, we might as well just get these out of the way to be honest. Right, yeah. uh, Spider-Man Homecoming we've talked about on the Marvel one. Yeah. Um, that absolutely superb film. Um, Michael Keaton's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tom Holland is superb. The whole feel for that film going like back to sort of school years and that sort of like him dealing with being 
a, school, a high schooler mm. and also dealing with the weight of being like sort of an Avenger is such a good like balance in that yeah. film. Really good film. So Spider-Man Homecoming, we've talked about before. Um, this would probably be in my top five. Mm. However, we've talked about it loads. we talked about it on the Marvel one as well. So I'm not going to put it in my top five because I've got other films I want to talk about. Fair enough. But it's Ragnarok. Yeah. Obviously, Banger. I put this top of the Marvel list. You did, yeah. You did. So this, for me, is the best Marvel film yeah. that they've ever done. Um, Yeah, I won't go in too much into it because we, yeah. we did it on the Marvel one, but it's absolutely fucking superb. Um, So yeah, Thor Ragnarok, it. Spider-Man Homecoming, we've talked about. Um, John Wick 2 is on there. It is, John Wick 2. Banger. I mean, I think all three John Wicks are like at the same level. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think the consistency of them films is they know what sell. They don't try to overcomplicate what they 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 know what sells, and they just double down on it each each film. They yeah. don't try and overcomplicate anything. Like sure enough, like the first film was quite like. Um, in a box sort of thing and then mm. by the second film they just like open the box and just like yeah. everything just explodes all over the room whatever lands on the walls they just, <laughs> they just go with because by the third film it just nothing's not really making sense like the, <laughs> the whole world is just one big assassin ring but um, <laughs> but it sort of works and it's just fun the action sequences are I think second to none mm-hmm. um, and Keanu Reeves is just he's just Keanu Reeves he's fantastic uh, but John Wick 2 doesn't make me list um, another film Lady Bird I haven't seen Lady Bird I'm actually quite ashamed to say that I yeah. haven't seen her Greta Gerwig um, she's a superb director yeah. Is she's it, fantastic it's uh, I, I think I know how to pronounce her name Cher C. Ronan is that you say her name yes the Irish yes. girl yeah. um, she's fantastic as well um, Timothy Shalaman, <laughs> um, yeah, all three of them, fantastic. Um, it's a very personal film. Mm. It's quite a short film, uh, very indie, but fantastic. It really won big, didn't it as well? Yeah, I think it, it like, smashed the sweeps, Oscars. Sweeps up all the awards. Smashed the, all Oscars, the Oscars, like, yeah. and I think Greta Gerwig should have at least perhaps won the Oscar for best director. Yeah, she got nominated. She didn't she, but, fan- yeah. yeah, she's brilliant. Um. Yeah. So, Lady Bird, Spider Man, uh, Ragnarok, John Wick Two, um, uh, Wonder Woman came out in twenty seventeen. Wonder Woman did come out, and have we not spoke about Wonder Woman for. All? No, we have mentioned it. We've mentioned Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah, come out twenty seventeen, and. Let's be honest, the DC whatever multiverse <laughs> had failed. Yeah, it was shocking. It was shocking. They doubled down on Batman vs Superman and... <laughs> you won't go back into the whole mum debate. Jesus Christ. But... So they doubled down on Batman vs Superman and they were hoping that that would just like set the ball rolling for like all these amazing DC films. And it just didn't. Um... And I think because that failed, DC sort of got shoved to the wayside, mm. and everyone was just like, "Oh no, DC is shit!" Like yeah. whatever comes out after that, nah. And then Wonder Woman come out, and then all of a sudden, I think everyone that summer was just like, "Have you even seen Wonder Woman?" 
Yeah, yeah. It's just like absolutely insane. It's a fantastic film. I think it takes a lot from Captain America, the first Avenger, in the fact that it doesn't put itself in the present setting, it puts itself in the yeah, past, yeah. which means it gives it more it gives it more of a narrative background, if that makes sense. It puts it into a situation that we're all aware of, um, World War One. Mm. Um so it relies heavily on that, but it works really well. Obviously, there's the famous, um, well, now it's famous, I know, the no man's land scene where yeah. she's on the she's on the front line. The guy goes, "What are you doing?" She she walks up the ladder mm. and goes, "That's no man's land." And then obviously, she's not a man. She walks yeah, yeah. across. She deflects everything off. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Massive, isn't it? Um, the only thing I'd say is the villain's a bit of a letdown in that film. It's, I just find that the whole premise of that villain, like, I don't know any, like, like anything about the source material of DC. I, mm. I know like, like, minuscule details of yeah of Marvel as it is, but DC I've got no clue, so I don't know who the hell that that villain even is. But the casting, what the fuck? Like, fucking Lupin from Harry Potter. He's about sixty. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I wasn't. I wasn't super. So convinced, he's meant to be King Ares. He's meant to King Ares. He's meant to be the God of War Ares. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, because the whole thing about the Wonder Woman comes from um the Greeks. Mm. So it's basically this little island, and nothing's changed, and all they're all like ancient Greeks, and they're all but they're all women. Mm. And they were made from Zeus and stuff to defend the earth and whatever, blah, 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 comic book shite. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ares is like the, the swarm villain and yeah. Ares like thrives off war and mm. stuff and obviously he's making the greatest war yeah. ever. So it's meant to be Ares, but obviously as Adam said, it's played by fucking... David Hewlis, like Exactly. It's, it's he's such like, mad casting. He plays, he, he pops up as like a little politician at in and out of it mm. and then he just turns up at the end when he turns out he's he's a he's the god <laughs> it's like what yeah <laughs> what I mean, the fuck that being said though i don't think it takes away from the rest of the it film. doesn't i do think the, the last little bit is a bit rushed um very like batman versus superman when doomsday comes in mm. it's just like oh for fuck's sake yeah but i think the whole the narrative build up until that point and then the little bits that happen while that's going on it's just fantastic mm. the chemistry between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine is electric like it's brilliant isn't it superb um, I didn't really like Gal Gadot but she is fantastic in this film um, yeah Wonder Woman superb film Wonder Woman 2 is meant to come out don't know when yeah I mean I don't think anything's coming out really is it no for the foreseeable but I'm future. really excited for Wonder Woman 2 yeah me too um yeah. Ragnarok vibes well, big what? time. Isn't it? Like it is, proper yeah. 80s vibes. 80s big bold colours. <laughs> like he loves the bold colours, does that? I do. <laughs> uh have you got one? I have. Um this is in my top five as well. We've probably spoken about it briefly. Um Get Out. Jordan oh. Peel. We've mentioned Jordan Peel loads of times because we love him because he's, oh, he's, he's fantastic, he's, isn't he? He's, he's <laughs> I was gonna do a Brendan Rogers impression, but I'm not gonna do it. What? Go on. <laughs> Look, I can't do it. Terrific. Oh, he's a wonderful player. <laughs> a wonderful human being. <laughs> Great character. Great um, character. Yeah, Jordan Peele's fucking sick. I love him. Um, so obviously they get out. That was like his directorial debut. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
we were talking about the lead and I can't pronounce the second name, Daniel Alloway. Kalula. I just got Daniel it way Kalula. wrong. Daniel Kalula. That was shocking. Oh my yeah. God. Daniel Kalula. That's him, yeah. We, yeah. we were watching, you show me trailer for... He's black, isn't he? <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> we were watching the trailer for, um, was it uh, Messiah? What was it? Uh, so, yeah, trailers dropped about a month ago for Judas and the Black Messiah. That's it, yeah. Yeah, we were watching um, that and talk, you, you were talking about him, how, how good he is. Like, but in this, superb. he's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, Get Out, I'm sure everyone's seen it. It was massive. It was it was mm. massive. But I think um, this sort of, this um, the way he plays on um, the conflict, well, the race conflict in the film, the way that's um, portrayed and put yes. into like this really like twilighty zone. Yeah. Um, horror aspect. I, was, I thought it was brilliant. It's got one of my favorite lines where it's like, um, <laughs> "I would have, I would have voted for Obama." Yeah, <laughs> three times if I could. Yeah, it was like, hell, like the, 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 the like the middle aged like elderly white person. Like yeah, he yeah. nailed it. That he yeah. nailed it down. He nailed that. Um, I think that that whole premise. I'm not saying it's like super original because it's not. Yeah. But it's just really, really, really well done. Yeah. And then he did the same thing in Oz and he's going to carry on. And yeah, fucking love him. He has got like the keys to the kingdom sort of thing now, and he off the yeah. back of two films. He's yeah. done the, um, the, he spoke about Twilight Zone, then he's he's actually mm. done the Twilight Zone yeah, series. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched a few episodes of it. It's quite good. Um, well, absolutely get out. Superb. Really, really good film. Yeah, I think um, the way. As as a horror, like stepping away from like the actual themes of the film, as a horror as well, it was really good. It's refreshing to see mm. horror films coming out now that are good. Yeah, so it feels literally like ninety percent of horror films are shite. Um, but recently, I feel like the past like five or ten years or so, particularly like Off the, the, the end of, of the decade, film. yeah, they they're getting really good, and not they're not like well. cheap scares anymore. Like they're actually like slow burn and horror mm. films that make you feel like sick they make you feel uncomfortable like you can't yeah. you don't want to like turn around while you're watching the film like I that kind of horror not just like this oh, conversation yeah. where i think there's a lot of create creativity mm. and freedom in the horror genre at the moment that i didn't think any other genres no got because obviously it's just like superheroes and action films are basically superhero films now and like drama films are quite like period dramas and stuff and i think horror is the only one where it's coming up with originality basically yeah. it, fair enough it takes the same tropes if you will but We've got all, all the new boys on the block it, exactly it, all, it, all the all like fresh you people know, jordan peele and he's the guy who did hereditary and Midsummer. there's two there that and you know in the all next four 10 of those years films are like, oh, there's two there and that you could say in the next 10 years will be you know, renowned horror legends up there, yeah, yeah. like the Romero's sure. yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. the Wes Cravens. Um, but yeah, it's I think horror's always been that, to be honest. But I think you're you're right. Obviously, I don't like horror films, mm. but watching the telly and like the adverts come on for the horror films, they all just look the same yeah, for, for like a period of ten years. Just regurgitated um, shit. It's it's good now, like to see this mm. freshness come out in the yeah. horror films. Um, I don't, yeah. Get out like st from that film, I think, started yeah. it, yeah, definitely. So yeah, banger. Yo, my man. They were asking me about the African American experience. Maybe you could take this one. Oh. Well, well. I find that the African American experience for me has been 
For the most part, very good. Although, I find it difficult to go into detail as I haven't had much desire to leave the house in a while. <laughs> <laughs> We've become such homebodies. Yes, 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 but even when you go into the city, I've just had no interest. The chores have become my sanctuary. Get out. Sorry, man. Okay. Get out! Yo! 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 Chill, man. Get out! Chill! Get out! Chill! Chill, man! Chill! Right, I'll talk a little bit about this one. It is Atomic Blonde. Haven't seen we it. We talked about John Wick before. Um... And how it's like second to none for action films and stuff. Atomic Bond is by the same people who did the John Wick films. Um, I think it's the same director as John Wick One. Right. Well, I think John Wick One was directed by two directors, and he was one of the directors for it. Okay. Um, it stars Charlize Theron in like the John Wick sort of role. Mm. She plays a British, uh, secret agent. He was in Berlin at the time of like the Berlin Wall collapsing. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, the Russians are still there, and it's in the middle of the Cold War. Um, and she meets up with their contact in Berlin, who is played by James McAvoy, and he mm. is not all that he seems. It seems like he's got his hands in different pots. Interesting. Um, and it's basically a spy espionage film. She, yeah. So it's. I won't. I won't try and ruin it too much, but it takes all the great action sequences from John Wick and applies it into like a thriller sort of scenario. Oh yeah. Um, Cold War thriller. Um, but then it plays with some of the tropes of like the spy genre and stuff. So obviously Charlie's Theron's the main character. Um, she infiltrates the French spy or something there, who is played by. Um. The girl from Kingsman with the with the legs. Oh yeah. Do with the blade legs. Yeah. So she she's the French spy and she infiltrates her, so she seduces her and stuff like that. Oh, so right. it plays with all the tropes of saying like, oh, men can only do the spy job and stuff like basically oh, saying right. James Bond. Yeah, she's yeah. like the female equivalent of James Bond. And then there's so many twists and turns towards the end, but the action sequences made honestly, you'd swear down that. She's getting punched in the face and stuff, and yeah. by the end she's like just bloody bruising, and you can feel every punch, yeah. and you see it as well. She's like, she takes like ice baths and she's got bruises all that. Like she's black and br- blue by the end of the film. Um, it's absolutely superb. It's a brilliant film, well worth watching. Yeah, it is. On, it is on my list to, to watch. Um, to be honest, but yeah, I thought I'd mention that one. Um, we nice. have oh, Ghost in the Shell as well. Ghost in the Shell. I haven't seen that. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, it is the. It's a. I want to say a remake, adaptation. Adaptation. It's it's of, um, anime, isn't it? Yeah, of the anime film with the same name. A lot of controversy. <laughs> it was very controversial when it came out. Um, whitewashing, wasn't whitewashing it? and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, to which. I won't go too much into it, but. 
there was a lot of whitewashing when I came out. And then the director and the animators and everything for the original for the anime came out and said we don't understand like why they're saying it's whitewashing like yeah the characters does if you actually watch the film it will make sense i feel like people judged it for whitewashing whitewashing before watching the film right because it actually makes sense Mm. in a way you'll have to watch it it's superb anyway um very much blade runner vibes um really good action sequences reminds me a lot of Blade Runner and like Robocop sort of in a way fantastic debate time let's do it I know what you're going to say this isn't in my <laughs> top five either I don't think I think it's a great film and I think a lot of people think it's yeah really, I, really I, good agree film. With, I agree with it was very what you're pop, saying very popular film very I haven't popular. seen it in a while yeah Um, I love the songs yeah, me and too. To be fair, do you know what? I don't like musicals, and yeah. this is this is the weird thing: is that you actually like musicals. Mm. You like Lemmers and all that crap. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like them. Yeah. Um And I don't want to say I got dragged to see this, but took some persuading. Everyone else wants to see, it and I just went along with them. And I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. And it's the greatest showman. Yeah. I think it's a good film. Mm. I think it's a good story. Mm. Um, Hugh Jackman's superb. I think the yeah. cast is all fantastic. Yeah. And as I say, the songs are all like, they're just belters, every song. Adam's going to give you his view on it. Right. So I agree with a lot of the things you said. Um, extremely popular. Um, the songs are great. The songs are really good. The cast as well. Um, spot on. Like it's It's like perfect casting, really. If you look at the three leads, Hugh mm. Jackman, Zac Efron, and Zendaya, it's perfect casting. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I just think the I just think the film's crap. <laughs> I just don't I don't rate it whatsoever. Really? I think I think it's like not even the girl no with the with the big beard. Nah. No. Nah. Love the song. And then like Rebecca get, Ferguson coming in with the pipes. I get I get it I get it I get like the emotion of the songs and stuff. But what I feel like it is is. This is this isn't like I'm not saying anything bad against anyone, mm. but like you said, you don't like musicals, mm. but you think it's a good musical. Mm. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's a it's the songs like they're so good, and I feel like that that it's like a driving force, yeah. and the cast is so strong. But if you strip it all back, if you took them songs away mm. and put like lesser actors in, is anyone enjoying that film? Is anyone actually <laughs> enjoying that film? Do you know what I'm saying? That could be said for for quite a few musicals, I think, but I think the the story I itself. I think the story itself, it's just shit. You just watch. <laughs> you're just watching this this knobhead run around being selfish, and it's like, yeah, it's all shit. Like, but he's being there's no there's no like connection. I don't I don't feel a connection to any single character whatsoever. He starts off as one, like he has a dream and he like mm. builds this show and stuff, and then obviously it all goes wrong. Yeah, and then he starts getting freaks <laughs> yeah and builds like that circus off the back of them and then obviously he gets bigger and bigger off the back of that yeah and then he forgets who i think the story in my head this is my interpretation of it is that he gets all this greed and stuff and becomes a different person a yeah bit like his father maybe or like someone else like the other father figure mm. um what's his name 
is the one who loves her father. Like he yeah. starts becoming a bit like him, and he gets the respect from him and stuff like that, and becomes someone he doesn't, he never wanted to become because of all the money and the fame and stuff. And then by the end of the film, obviously the, everything that he's built gets taken away, mm. but he's still left with what he really wanted, which is his wife and his. Mm. And I think that's the interpretation of the film. However. I can sort of see where you're coming from yeah. because the actual character, the, like the actual real life man, who oh. Hugh Jackman plays, yeah, he's a he he's was a, a bad man, he's a bad person. man, and and I'm like full Hugh, credit Hugh, to Hugh Jackman plays him like he's fucking full credit to him, like the, the <laughs> like the nicest done man a really on the good planet. Job to make him like the nicest man, like yeah. Got, I was got, shocked when I found out how much of a bad man he, he got. Was. <laughs> he got Wolverine him to play him and everything, but. He's just like he was an awful man. Um so he did a good job in that regard and making him likable. But I can sort of see where you're coming from where mm. they've just like rewrote history sort of thing to make they just it. completely they completely sacked it off. However, like, on the on the back of that, the songs are belters. The songs are belters. The songs are really, really good. They're very poppy though. So I think that's the reason I maybe like it more, is that they're not typically I think musical songs. I think they're very like pop. And very, oh yeah, like, no, they're, they're like, like actual. They, they're just they're, they're just regular. Like yeah, a, a lot of them, like they're all on the radio and stuff. Yeah, like they're that. tracks like James Arthur cover and stuff. Like exactly, they're, they're yeah. tracks. They're not like musical numbers. Yeah, some yeah. of them are. Like some of them, you know, that one. <laughs> I don't know what point in the film is when Hugh Jackman goes on a fucking mad one. He goes full lame is and he's like singing in the mirror, and it's like that's that's a pretty good song. I can't remember what it's called, but he's like he goes he goes full like Broadway Hugh Jackman. What uh, about the one where she's like, never enough? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good song, but never, like... Never, never. A good song. I, I get the, the point at the in the film when he, he's like... Oh, never, he's, he's never. Like, he's like, he doesn't fall in love with the woman. He falls in love with like the prospect of what she can bring for him, that yeah. sort of thing. Like, yeah. I get it and all that, but I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just that part of me that's like, oh, everyone loves it, so I don't want to like it. Ooh. But I don't think it is. I just don't... Like I, like I said, I love the songs. I could sit here and say, it's fucking shit. <laughs> the songs are shit, but the, the songs are good. The, the cast the cast is really strong I think strip it back the film it, it's got nothing it's okay. got nothing okay but I can see why you put it in there I'll watch it from time to time but I'll okay I'll just slag it off when I watch it <laughs> moving on <laughs> very rare though me sticking off for a musical and you I know I know but I can see your point um, there's better musicals that's all I'm saying right take away let's have one of yours um, so dipping back a little bit mm-hmm. when I mentioned horror another horror came out Darren Aronofsky directed Mother with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem Mother Mother <laughs> with an exclamation point on the end I'm not going to shout it Mother <laughs> um, so this is a horror film mm. and I didn't know anything about it mm. at all and then I sort of realised at the end what it was all about I won't say what it, like I won't say what it's sort of a metaphor yeah, for. I haven't seen it, by the way. So. Um, but it's a, it's a, how can I say without spoiling? It's like a reimagining of a famous story, essentially. Oh, right. If you okay. see it in that way. Um, but it takes a long time, well, it took me a long time to figure it out. Mm. And I did really enjoy it. It's like proper, proper slow burner. Yeah. But then the last 20 minutes is like absolute mayhem. It goes like full, like, experimental cinema if you will like in terms of like set pieces and how the the pace changes so quickly 
it goes it, it like goes off like big time get it got i got a little bit lost mm. um but like looking back and how it's, it's all like sort of told i really i thought it was really smart yeah i don't know if it's based on any source material i don't i'm not sure um but i did really enjoy it he's got that in his locker though yeah, he can get weird, can't he? He can get weird. He's Black Swan, isn't he? He actually is Black Swan. He yeah. is the he Black is Swan. Black Swan. Uh, he d- he did step that. in for Natalie Portman on that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he's only killed her off at the end, love, so he can get in. It, that's him, isn't it? Yeah, so he's got that sort of vibe to it. What's the other one as well? Oh, the one with Carrie Ann Moss in. Not that's not the Matrix. Memento, I don't know. Mem- not Memento. I know. Um, I don't know, mate. Oh, what's it called? It's got the famous Requiem for a Dream. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Darren. Um, oh, Darren. Baz. And um, <laughs> oh, he did a. He d- he's got some weird films. I like Black Swan. And he did the Wrestler as well, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah, and I like the Wrestler. Um, but I'm sure I oh, reckon for dream, wreck me out. I remember watching that for uni, and he did another film as well. He did a, he did Noah with Russell Crowe. Oh fucking hell! That fucking what a shit show oh that was. God, that film was fucking shit. <laughs> what a shit show! It had Emma Emma Watson in it yeah. as well. I know, Jesus Christ! And all what the animals. And all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! Um, but he I, have, I, I haven't watched. I've just called it a shit show. I haven't seen it. I know it's, it's a shit show. Shit, you can just tell. He's got that in his locker though, where to get like get freaky. Yeah, smashes the glass and presses the fruit get freaky button <laughs> on set. You can only press it once every all five the camera, years. <laughs> all the cameras switch to all those freaky ones, and they're just like spinning <laughs> like on a bloody hell. Um, it's, it's it's. I haven't seen Mother. I'd recommend it. It's um, it's a horror that's not gonna like. If you're not into horrors, it's not going to like yeah. scare you. It's just a bit creepy. It's Javier. It's a bit spooky. Yeah, Javier yeah, Bardem's sick in it. He's, yeah. he's awesome. He's, he's, he's amazing in everything he's in. He's boss, isn't he? Um, but similar to Get Out, and it's just a refreshing take hmm. on the genre. It's like you can never predict what it's actually about. Yeah. So it's quite intriguing when you're watching it. It keeps you, it keeps you interested. I like it. I don't think you've seen this one. What is it? I know you haven't seen this one because we talked about it before. I think I don't know why it's like that. What is it, Jake? Uh, it, it's Death is Stalling, Adam. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah, so film I want to talk about, and probably it's in my top five, is the dark comedy film called The Death of Stalin. Mm. Um, it's directed by Armando Lanenucci. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue that. So he sounds very. <laughs> He sounds very Italian, but I think he's actually from Scotland. Let me just no. say. He is a yeah, he is. So he's a Scot. He's from Scotland, Glasgow. Um, that famous Glaswegian surname. That, that famous the Lananucci's. Lananucci. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you say it like that. <laughs> um, anyway, directed by Armando Lananucci. Uh, so it's basically yeah, it's basically the death of Stalin and. Mm. Uh, all the the generals and the leaders and stuff and how they react to Stalin dying. I'm not doing it just to say it. No, well, it's the ca- it's the cast. So, like, let me say the cast first. So, it's mm. Steve Buscemi, <laughs> Jason Isaacs, oh, yeah. what is Malfoy's dad, Lucius, um, Michael Palin, 
<laughs> Michael Palin's so funny in it as well. Uh, Paddy Constantine. Yeah. And Paul Whitehouse. So yeah, it concerns the death of Stalin and how all these generals and leaders and stuff react. Mm. And um, like some of them try and grab power and try and take take control of right. the con- country and stuff like the Soviet Union, stuff like that. And it's very political and stuff. Armando Lanucci, um, he wrote and I think he directed most of the episodes of The Thick of It, the British right. um, satire show about like politicians and stuff like that. Um, and it's got uh, Peter Capaldi as mm. Malcolm Tucker. It's That's probably one of my favourite shows. It's just so brutal and like dry, like really dark comedy. Some of the stuff they call each other is just like ridiculous. Um, and he takes the thick of it and basically puts it in Soviet Union, Russia, uh, right. in, and it and uses like these big Hollywood actors, and it's absolutely fucking hilarious. Like it's so funny. Yeah. Um, just, uh, there's too many scenes to name um, that are like absolutely belly tickling good. Um, please watch it. So certain characters like popping in and out there's like a bit where you think <laughs> they've killed one of them off <laughs> and they're like mourning, one of them's mourning him and then he walks through the door <laughs> it's just like oh my god um, they, they all call each other like all sorts it's absolutely fantastic um, well worth a watch Death of Stalin I think it's on Prime still I'll give it a go um, I'll give it a go it's dead funny and he's recently directed um, The Life of David Copperfield or something oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet that's on Prime now I think mm. that looks just as funny like that sort of wit um, and definitely highly recommend um, every season of The Thick of It it's all on Netflix unreal so funny um, nice yeah so from one um Paddy Constantine appearance to another. He's in this. He's in my next film, The Girl with All the Gifts. Oh. Um, this is a British film. Mm. Uh, no, another that. horror, actually. Um, zombie, zombie film. I fucking love zombie films. I'll watch every zombie film ever. I don't mind zombie films. And like a lot of them are just poor. Yeah. But this is this is so fresh. So it's like post zombie apocalypse. Right. So they're trying to like live with the people. Who mm. are infected like mm. people who are infected they're still like conscious they're still present but they can get like overwhelmed by their <laughs> their need to eat people essentially so they're not actually dead they're just like no they're not dead well uh, they're, they're, not they're dead. cannibals essentially yeah they, it, they're infected and they have an urge and they know they're infected but they yeah. still try and live their life yeah so you follow you follow this girl like, oh, I, sh- I should have um I should have researched to get the girl's name, but she's she's unreal and she's only young. She must be about like thirteen, maybe maybe even younger. Yeah. Um, and sh- she plays a girl who's infected, but they're all in like this sort of like lockdown detention center type thing in a school. Yeah. They're like getting taught, but like that you can like some of the kids like but all the kids in the class are infected. Mm. It's like the opening scene, and one of them's like really like freaking out. Because he wants to eat the teacher, essentially. <laughs> it's like it's really strange. And they like wear these like masks. They put these masks on them and stuff. Then if you've yeah. seen it, it's like a clear plastic mask. Um, you see, like you would have seen like the imagery everywhere and stuff. So it's directed by uh, this fella called Colm Colm Colm. C O L M. Colm Colm McCarthy. Um, Paddy Constantine's in it. Gemma Arson's in it. 
she plays the teacher, um, and Glenn Close is in it. <laughs> really, what? yeah, really, really, what? really <laughs> weird. Um, it's re- really strong cast, really strong performances, but essentially, um, it all goes tits up at the Cruella start. Cruella de Glenn Close. Cru- Cruella de Vil, Glenn Close. Fatal Cruella Attraction, yeah. Glenn Close. <laughs> Fatal Attraction. Um, Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> every Glenn, Glenn Close. Close. <laughs> um, but like, ev- like every zombie film that goes tits up at the start. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's this this is like a, it's gonna sound like a broken record now, but it's like the year of refreshing horror films. Yeah, it's just a new, t- it's just a really new take. Um, and to know like the backstory of um, like it's just like a small production, mm. um, all filmed in the UK stuff like that. It's just really cool. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. A nice, a nice horror. If a that nice makes sense. horror. A nice uplifting horror. <laughs> yeah, it is. We've got all your. It's scary. We've got your covers. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You want a nice horror. You want a nice yeah. uplifting horror. You want a we've race, got, yeah. You want a horror about racism. You want a horror about people getting their hearts ripped out. Yeah. All on this week's episode. <laughs> We've got you covered. <laughs> yeah, the girl with I'll all the gifts. I'll definitely get onto that. Sounds brilliant. Possibly on Netflix. I don't know. You'll find it somewhere. You find anything anywhere yeah. if you look in the right places. Especially because um, Amazon Fatal Attraction Glenn Close is in here as well. Well, it's not Fatal Attraction Glenn Close. It's 2017 Glenn Close. Uh, so why are you misselling that to you? Make that, make that what you will. Um, <laughs> my film is a superhero film. Hmm but not in the conventional superhero way. Mm. So it is Logan. Yes, directed by James Mangold, who directed the previous uh, Wolverine film. I mean, it's just called The Wolverine. Yeah. Um, But he did a pretty good job of it up until like the last five minutes. Um, So this is heavily based off the comic book um, Old Man Logan. Yeah which is basically set in the future where mutants have basically been wiped out. Um, any mutants left have hunted and killed. Um, very, like, dystopian. Um, and basically all the X-Men are dead. Yeah. And Wolverine, Logan, and Professor X are the only two that are left. Mm. Um and it's basically Logan looking after Professor X. Professor X is obviously one of the most powerful mutants in the film series. And then he has um, oh, he has dementia and mm. um, what, Alzheimer's. Yeah. And that is, it's like obviously he uses his mind and stuff to, and it's like it has. He's basically like a nuclear bomb in yeah. his wheelchair. He's like that dangerous. No, he is. No, like yeah, he, yeah. Can, he can yeah. just go off and yeah. So, so they've sort of applied like a real, like a real. It's like like yeah. a real life element into, into, into the universe. I haven't seen it, mate. Oh my god! And I'll tell you. Let me just so, quickly tell you I haven't seen it because n- someone told me what happens. Oh right, okay. So I, I'm wait, gonna wait till I'm, I won't tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until it's um, passed and I'll watch it. It is nothing like a superhero film, and I think. The year before Deadpool come out, and that sort of went like the R-rated way. Still, like very much sort of a superhero film, but very much like a John Wick sort of film. Deadpool and um, very R-rated, very true to the character. And then Twentieth Century Fox done the exact same thing for this film, made it R-rated. So there's like blood and guts going everywhere when he gets his claws out. Mm. Um, 
there's loads of swearing there's like it's just not a kid's yeah I didn't know that like is, it, is it 15 is it yeah I didn't know um, that it's really sad <laughs> it's very much though it's oh, I'm trying not to spoil it it's got so many like themes running through it though so yeah. it's like obviously like the theme of everything that you've loved is gone and you're still yeah. there um you know like as i said before alzheimer's and dementia and stuff um and then there's a father and daughter aspect to it mm. um and then him finding himself through this little girl and that sort of aspect to it and then like refinding who he is and stuff and um in the end it's that powerful like yeah. it's really really so emotional for a superhero film it's sort of like very human by the sounds of it really yeah and it's cool it's so it's it's very much it tell it tells like a, like a sort of like a western um like the old gunslinger sort of thing mm. on the hunts like still trying to prove he's who he like used to be and stuff hugh jackman's absolutely phenomenal like he's I remember he got the role as Wolverine and then he was dead skinny in the first one. Yeah. And then by the second one, he like bulked up. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's huge. Massive. Huge Jackman. He's huge Jackman, honestly, mate. There's there's a bit towards the end and because he's old and stuff and, mm. you know, when the claws come out and stuff now, yeah. they come all dead slow. Yeah. And um, they hurt and stuff and oh. like when he gets punched, he doesn't regenerate as, like when he gets oh, yeah. shot and stuff, he doesn't regenerate as fast so he can That's actually bleed yeah. out. Um, it's a bit like towards the end where he's like on adrenaline and stuff mm. and he's running through the forest and he's like got a tank top on and like his arms are fucking huge yeah and he's literally just buttering i think everyone. i've seen he's like yeah cutting everyone it's i think i've seen that actually amazing his daughter's in it not his daughter yeah but this little girl's in it um she i won't you'll see it all in the trailer if you watch it so it's not really a spoiler he play. She plays like sort of. She has the same powers as him, so she's got claws of her own and stuff, and she can regenerate. Um, and yeah, the the whole like the last half an hour of that film is just them two like butchering like tag teaming and just like oh yeah. my god, it's fucking brilliant. Um, really emotional. Absolutely superb. It's probably one of, if not the best comic book films from the last. 10 years really it's superb like honestly i'll put it up there with the best ones from the last like we've had so many it's yeah. up there with like the dark knight it's up there with all these it's really? i can't recommend it enough mate honestly it's absolutely superb um well worth a watch logan not much more i can say i will say was more emotional from that film than Endgame. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to get spoiler or anything, but <laughs> I think there was so much like build up to that one, whereas mm. the other one it was just felt like not meaningless, but there was like so much going on, and then that happened, sort of thing, and you yeah. didn't have time to like take it in. Yeah. Whereas in Logan. You can it's a, it's there in front of you. 
Yeah. Like you can see like what's happening. Man, unfold saying, yeah. and like you sit there and you like you like you're as powerless as him to stop what's happening yeah. sort of thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And it's like oh, like <laughs> oh. well enough myself here now. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Well worth a watch. I think if you get the Blu-ray, you get two versions of it because I yeah. think he did a um black and white version as well. Oh, that's cool. And with with the red blood, obviously. Mm. Um, so when he's slicing and dicing all the red blood yeah. split everywhere well worth a watch Logan mm. are you taking it home with you actually fuck it you know, you're watching Go it tonight <laughs> um, yeah Logan this is what life looks like people who love each other a home you should take a moment feel it Still have time. So one of the f- one of the last films we got, uh, we spoke about this couple couple of episodes back. We'll skate over it, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dunkirk. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael uh, Caine. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dunkirk was um, Christopher Nolan's last film before Tenet. Yes. Yeah. Um, Harry Styles was in it. Harry Styles was in it. Bit mad. Tom Hardy was bit was, mad. Was was sick in it. Um, yeah, I think like the favorite, my favorite thing from that film we talked about it was the um, I can't remember what it's called that like effect of the music, uh, the music and the like background, the, like the like ticking, the ticking, yeah, yeah, like that like constant suspense. That was pretty it's cool. Fantastic. That f- uh, Mark Rylance is good in that film as well. Which oh shit yeah With, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the little the little civilian on the boat and then. <laughs> Poor little lad. Get his head smashed Chilly in. Murphy goes like <laughs> fucking mad on him. <laughs> um, no, super film. Tom Hardy. Um, Harry Styles is actually can actually act. And Michael Caine obviously is in it. What is he? When? Mm-hmm. When? When Tom Hardy's in the plane mm. and oh, he gets yeah. like coordinates and stuff, like where to go. That's Michael Caine. Just recording. Just recording doing his little recording his old people's home, yeah. <laughs> Getting his <laughs> the check comes yeah, for a check, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's such a dickhead. <laughs> oh, you look quite old in tonight though. Yeah, he was he's he's fucked. He's, he's finished. Fucked. He's finished. And his voice was going a bit. They just called him Sir Michael, so to I avoid couldn't hear him over the music in tonight, <laughs> but when I did it was like He just put him in a suit in a restaurant in London and said, right, your name's yeah. Sir Michael. It wasn't actually Michael Caine. <laughs> your name's Sir Michael, here's two lines, we'll give you 50 grand, I'll give you a call in two years, if you're still here. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Michael. Yeah, don't care, we've, we've spoken about don't it. Don't good, yeah, great film. Yeah. This is one of my favourite films. Mm, me too. It's absolutely fantastic, it's by one of my favourite directors. Me too. <laughs> um, And I absolutely adore and love this film, I can talk about it for days, however... <laughs> Adam is more equipped to talk about no, this we've film. Been talk about no, it, no, like. no, no, you, you, you absolutely adore this film. Yeah, I do. I've absolutely loved you it. You bought it on Blu-ray and watched it. I think nineteen times in <laughs> the space of twenty-four hours. <laughs> Just put it on repeat. Um, I'm texting you like, "What are you doing? Watching Baby Driver?" And then like three hours later, "What are you up to?" <laughs> what, put it back again? on again with commentary. It's <laughs> like fucking hell. Yeah, so, Baby Driver, um, Edgar Wright's 2017 film. Mm. It's like 20 years in the making. Yeah. He's, been, he's been writing the script for like pretty much his entire career. 
Um, if you go back to around like 2001 or something like that, he directed a music video for a band called it's either Blue Mint or Royal Mint. <laughs> I think it's Royal Mint and the song's called Blue. I don't know. Right. Type those words into Google and you'll find it. <laughs> it's essentially, it's a baby driver, like dry run. Oh, really? So it's a, in the music video, Noel Fielding's like in the car. Yeah. And like every sort of angle you see of a car and baby driver is in that video. It's like, it's just a test run essentially. What? Um, but it's not like, it's not actually anything to do with the film. It's just like a, a music video that happens to be set in and around a car. Which is pretty much Baby Driver. Yeah. So um, you've got Ansel Elgort, who plays Baby. Um, he's like, <laughs> this guy's the driver. <laughs> yeah, he is, and he's a driver. Yeah, <laughs> hence the name of the film. Um, he's. This is going to sound awful now, but he's he's tied in with a bad man called Doc, played by <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I just wish Kevin Spacey wasn't in this fucking film, you know. <laughs> Literally, like he's tied in with like two months after this man film. Called Kevin Spacey. I thought <laughs> you were gonna say. Well, that's that's the, that's the gist of it. Literally, like two months after this film came out, I was like, yeah, Kevin Spacey's the nonce. Like, <laughs> thank, thanks for ruining one of my favorite films. Um, I remember coming out of this film, me and you saying, "Oh, Kevin Spacey's amazing. He's such you know a good actor and stuff." Th- there's a weird thing. And about two all, months later, yeah. he was on the front cover of like every paper. There's a weird thing about all this because at what point do you get to like what whatever people do? Are you still allowed to appreciate exactly. if they're good at something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's an amazing actor. He is. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Yeah, the film's like littered with really famous people. John Hamm's in there. Jamie Foxx is Hamm. in there. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? John Berthnall. John Berthnall, yeah. He's in Punisher. it for a bit. Um, Flea's in there from the Flea. Red Hot Chili Peppers. So it follows Baby, who is forced into being a getaway driver yeah. for a short period of time. Yeah. And he's basically, um, he falls in love, like right at the start of the film, um, with Deborah, who's played by... Lily James. Lily James. I know they said he's with Collins, him. Yeah. <laughs> Lily James. Yeah, so he, f- he falls in love with Deborah, um, and then she doesn't really know what's going on, and he has to like see out his, sort of like a verbal contract, essentially, yeah. with this getaway driving. Um and he's he's got like this weird like past like you don't really find out what's going on yeah and then you eventually find out um so he's like he's on his own and he he looks after and gets looked after by his like friend friend what's he called him? i can't remember his name his death friend what's he called i can't remember his name i can't remember his name just call um, him his death friend but he's actually played um the actor who plays him is actually deaf yeah yeah um, so they communicate through sign language. That's really cool. Um, and the whole film, so it goes from there. Essentially, he needs to run out his his um, getaway driving days yeah. to run away into the sunset and all that jazz. Um, but the whole film is soundtracked like second for second. I was wondering when you were shot for shot. I know. I was just talking about the plots for some reason. Um, so. Uh, the way to look at it is that this like film's like an hour and forty five minute yeah. music video. Yeah. It's completely match on action. Like mm-hmm. every beat is matched to something happening in the shot. Yeah. The opening scenes, one take, oh about, about four minutes long, where he's just going to get coffee. And like the so the the amount of planning, it just actually makes me feel sick. The opening like, scene was dropped, I think, <sighs> a month before the film came out. And I remember me and you, it was like our crack. Like we were just oh, the, like the, absolutely yeah. Hooked. 
are you talking about the, the car chase the, or the car chase like the car chase that's, the whole yeah, like that six music thing. to the to the actions mm. to like the cuts yeah oh like the like <laughs> the, like the opening heist like film gasm <laughs> oh it's it's unbelievable it's just unreal honestly it's, dis- it's disgusting quite frankly it's disgusting it is I, don't, I don't think like anyone will ever do anything this good no. again like i, I I know this film's got its critics. It's not like that massively, like highly received. But I think if you can just appreciate the, like the time yeah. and the planning, and then the style that comes with it, yeah, it's like the logistics of making something like this. Literally, like if someone said, "Can you do that for me?" I'd, I'd just, I'd yeah. rather die. I'd be like, "There's no fucking way <laughs> I'm going to plan that out because it's going to take me literally 20 years." And then the fucking it's just the audacity of him he's, yeah. a, he's a fucking he's a fucking cheeky he's bastard, an asshole isn't he, isn't he? Yeah, he's I love him but prick. he's an asshole like the fuck that, Edgar Wright by the way yeah that scene when he's getting coffee and there's like lyrics in the song so when the lyrics are spoken in the song on the walls be, it'll be on the wall behind him oh and it's not God. added in afterwards no, it's no. there it's the scenes tracked out yeah, like yeah. the pace that he walks the where the camera's positioned and then <laughs> he goes into the coffee shop and the the camera does like a pan round him, round the back of the counter, and there's a there's a heart on the wall, graffitied outside that's black. Yeah. And then Lily James walks past outside. This is before they've met. She walks past, and then as the camera like tracks past him and comes back round, the heart's turned red because it's like, oh, there's the love interest. Oh. And it's like, the, what are you playing at doing yeah. this to me? Like the Fucking detail, brilliant. like you, that's why that's literally what you said. I've watched it so many times. But he he does that for people like me and you. Yeah, he's just having fun, isn't he? Yeah, he does. Th- no, he, he does that because it's like he knows people will spot that. Yeah, and they'll get a kick out of yeah. it and stuff. You literally watch that opening scene, and you, you'll notice a, a new detail every time. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that's like we've only talked about the first ten minutes. Like the way it goes on, the sound, tr- like the actual songs used as well, mm. like phenomenal. Like half of the songs I'd never heard before, and then like I like listen to that soundtrack like every day. Yeah, literally like taking over my life and then it just like literally we could speak about it all day but funnily enough the film being about a getaway driver the best chase scene is is like the foot chase yeah where they go through the mall and stuff yeah like oh, me i really like i feel like i could do a full episode about baby driver we could can we, <laughs> we yeah we'll watch it and we'll I, mean, like I, absolutely, I absolutely love it i'm still waiting for him to do like his live tweet along of the thing but jamie f- I'll say a couple of things. Mm. Jamie Foxx is fantastic in that film. He's unbelievable. Jamie Foxx, for me, um, started off as not a very good actor, I don't think. And no. then I think after everything he's done after Django mm. is absolutely superb. He's fantastic in Django. He's superb in Baby Driver. I actually really like him in the Spider-Man film he did. as Electro. I think he's really good in that film. He picks his characters and he knows... He knows his limits as mm. an actor because obviously he's not, I don't think, professionally trained to be an actor. No, he seems like he's, he's just he's more, like he's more of a singer it. and stuff, and yeah. he, um, but he's absolutely superb mm. in Baby Driver, he's fantastic. John Hamm as well, superb. Like, all all the cast are all on their game, mm. like, they're all all raise the game, like, they're all fantastic. Um, 
there's not much else I can say. You've, you've, yeah, I mean, you've literally just. I feel like I feel like decimated. I feel it. like what I've said. I've I've got like way too excited, and I've just like blasted out all like like some of my favorite. <laughs> like I feel like literally, it's fantastic. Gonna really. have to, gonna have to do it's like a full episode on it. Not not necessarily a full episode, but like gonna have to like properly go in depth highly, and talk about it because I'm I'm just getting too it, I too highly overwhelmed. Everyone go watch Baby Driver because it's just it's unbelievable. It's fantastic. It's a proper blockbuster like they used to mm. be. It, it's it's just done properly as well. Like there's no cheating. Yeah, yeah. it's all practical. Oh, like, are like unreal. Yeah, absolutely unreal. Yeah, and just uh, if you ever get the chance, if you've got the time, watch like the behind the scenes. Yeah, and listen to what Edgar Wright like says about that film. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why we like him so much is because of how much he loves film. So it's like if you if you really do love film, just listen to him talk about yeah. films. Yeah, particularly this. And you'll ju- you'll just if you don't already you'll just get it, yeah. And you'll just understand how how fun the medium can be. And exactly. if it's like if that's just like if you look at the film on the surface of the story, mm. that's just done. That's just done like right. It's spot on. Yeah. Like there's a good balance between like the love story and the action scenes. Like it's like two films together almost. But then you you stop and you look at the detail, and it is just mind blowing. Yeah. I, I love him. I think he's, I, I, yeah. I feel like I need to have a lie down. Here's some tissues, mate. <laughs> I've absolutely like waffled over that, but we'll come back to it another no, day. Amazing. <laughs> Done and proud there. Uh, Doc, I mean, is he uh, retarded? Retarded means slow. Was he slow? No. Now you don't sound like retarded to me. He's a good kid and devil behind the wheel. What the hell else more do you need to know? So you don't think that there's something wrong with him? Just not saying anything. There's nothing wrong with a little quiet. You know why they call him baby, right? Still waiting on his first words. So you're a mute baby? Is that what it is? Are you a mute? No. (laughs) So, um, what are you listening to? Uh... That's right. You tell him, baby. <laughs> For God's sakes, Griff, leave the kid alone. You can't just be in crime, right? Not without being a little criminal. I just want to find out what's going on between those ears. Aside, of course, from uh, Egyptian reggae. My go, not really, is it? Um, You're up. <laughs> so, yeah, as Adam was probably the best one to speak about that one. Baby driver, I'm maybe probably better in a position to oh, talk yeah, about this one. Yeah. Um, so my favorite film of all time is Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Yes, 1980s, um, starring Harrison Ford as Deckard. And for me, I first watched Blade Runner and I didn't like it, and then I rewatched it about two, three years later, and I still didn't understand it. It was on the third time when I watched The Final Cut. Um, it was absolutely, like, blew my mind. Like, it was absolutely... Oh, mate. Do you only watch a film and you're just like, this might be the best thing I've ever seen? Yeah. Like, it's absolutely unreal. Like, The Final Cut. And I remember sitting there going, this will never be topped. Mm. Like, this is like sacred whatever this is and 
sure enough, like when it came out, it was slandered. It was like, oh, it's not a good film. And then over time, everyone's just like, it's probably the best film ever made. It's absolutely like the themes, what it deals with, like what it means to be human, like how far does something made by man become in itself like mm. like alive yeah. basically um yeah it deals with so many different themes like the future um where we're going now like with all the f- the fuels and stuff what mm. sort of f- what our future is going to look like sort of thing um and I think stylistically as well, like the city, the way it's presented, the like the Atari on the side. Obviously, Atari was a massive gaming mm. company back then, but like the Atari, like all these like product placements. But so it's product placements, but it's done in a way that's all almost like a comedy. Like the way they do it, like it's mm. just these big, massive billboards and like Atari and neon lights, and everything's just neon, dark, gritty every sci-fi film since that film has took an influence from Blade Runner like yeah, you can massively. see it like it's just I don't think there there has been a film that's influenced the genre as much as Blade Runner like it's absolutely hands down for me the best film ever made Um, and then <laughs> around 2015 it was announced that as all things are yeah these days they were doing a sequel yes and initially my heart dropped Mm. i was like no like do not touch (laughs) blade runner like it doesn't need a sequel it doesn't need you could they're gonna ruin the original like i've only just liked one version of the film don't ruin it (laughs) that version of film for me it's the original was a fail it's it's a flawed masterpiece the original you can pick holes in it but at the end of the day, once you're at that conclusion, there's no doubt in your mind that what you've just watched might be one of the best things you've ever seen. And it's not everyone's cup of tea, don't get me wrong, I can get about 10 people around my house mm. and I reckon only three of them will probably like it. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, it's absolutely superb. Anyway, they announced a sequel, 2015, um, Blade Runner to 2049. Mm. Um, and my heart dropped. I was like, I think it was the time of Ridley Scott was bringing out like the Alien, Alien Covenant film, <laughs> and like Prometheus was on. Oh, mate. And things were just getting sequels that didn't need to, like the Terminator mm. films were just like mm. churning out, and things were getting sequels that didn't need. To, and I was worried that they just they'd wreck it. Like, and then Ridley Scott wasn't doing it. Yeah. Which, in a way, I was pleased with because. Prometheus was shit. Like yeah. his, he's very hit and miss these days. Ridley Scott. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's not one of the best directors because he had made the original, but um, Denis Villeneuve in the end was <laughs> Villeneuve was confirmed as the director. Mm. As soon as I seen Arrival, I knew 2049 would be safe hands yeah, got you going as soon as that first trailer come out i was like jesus christ like this looks fantastic bit too actiony though like the trailer was very action oriented yeah 
me and you went to the pitches. I remember going sitting down and being like, oh my God, oh my God, this is going to be yeah. like a panicking. <laughs> By the end of the film, I was like, don't know how he did it. But it's one of the best films I've ever, like, honestly, one of the best films really? I've ever seen, the second one. Because you've got to think of it this way. This is where I come from. The, like, this is my viewpoint. Is that the first film has such a reputation for being mm. the greatest film ever made. It has such a background and such a influence on everything that's come yeah. after it. To go in there and to make a sequel to that film that doesn't feel like a rehashed version of the original, doesn't feel like... the, the what. I think Denis had to go in there with something like some a reason to go mm. back to that to that franchise to that world he didn't go in there with a continuation of that story which i think is the main thing that i took from it yeah. so he could have easily had harrison ford as the main character and just continued mm. deckard's story no he deckard's story as far as he was concerned ended on the end of the first play rudder Sure enough, Harrison Ford's in the second one. Yeah. But he's only a bit part support and role. Mm. He's not the main character. The main character is Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. That film, it takes all the film, the themes of the first film, like what it means to be human, life, and our own existence, our soul. What is, what is our own thoughts and feelings mm. and what is like made up what yeah. are we meant to feel what yeah. are we meant to think it plays with all of that it just it takes the ideas and the themes from the first one and just like Usain Bolts it <laughs> straight down it's absolutely unreal so I will not for the life of me I will not speak anything about the plot yeah. because there's twists and turns if you really want to get into a film and just like sit there and indulge it this is the film, like, yeah. there's twists and turns, there's all sorts, there's, it's a detective film at the heart of it, mm. it's a neo-noir, and it play. it's, it, it, do, it keeps that structure, so it keeps that structure of what's going on here, what, is he lying, is, mm. is he who he's saying he is, and stuff like that, um, it keeps that structure of the police procedural, but it just, like, all the themes around it, are just absolutely insane. Like you can't get your head around some mm. some of the themes. The cast is superb. Harrison Ford is probably one of my favorite actors. He's played probably the vast majority of characters that I absolutely love. Yeah. Han Solo, Indiana Ju Jones, Jones, <laughs> Indiana Jones, Deckard. Um, do you know? Yeah. He's played some of my favorite characters. He's absolutely superb in this film, even if it is just a supporting role. Ryan Gosling is absolutely fantastic. I don't. I know you don't like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I don't mind him, but his acting as this film is. Yeah, and he he brings his A game. Like he brings, he knows this means like something yeah. to like every actor does. I think the score in that film that gets you going, doesn't it? It's meaty. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. I read an interview where it's like um, Hans Zimmer was talking about it and he said this was before Blade Runner, mm. uh, the second one. 
And I think he stepped down at the time of making superhero films and stuff like that, like doing the score for them. And I think the question that was put to him was, what would most excite you doing, like, a score? Like, what film would, what film from the past would you absolutely love to do the score for? Yeah. And his two films were Blade Runner and Dune. Yeah. And he's obviously doing Dune mm. with Denis next year now, I think. He absolutely, he look, it feels like he was saving something for that film. Like, yeah. The music is absolutely unreal. Like, it, it takes over, doesn't it? it like, Roger Deakins. Like, over, like, the film's like a sensory. When you match, yeah, when you match like, that, when you match that music with what's on screen, like Roger Deakins' um, video, the cinematography, yeah. what he's putting on screen with Hans Zimmer's music, it's absolutely unreal like it's two people experts of their crafts mm. like you cannot find someone who is better at their craft than them yeah. two when you put them together that's just cinema like yeah. that is pure cinema it's like the, the form that they're on as well like it's everything it's not that just you go to, yeah, yeah. together it's like that's like that's like up there with their best work like, yeah it's everything you go to the cinema to see it's cinematography the best you've ever seen, the, the lighting mm. in some of them shots. Like, the first one, as I mentioned, like, the use of, like, the the neon lights and stuff like that. Rod, Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. Here's Roger Deakins, yeah. isn't it? For some, for some strange reason, I just you're thought, just Roger Deakins... You're that flustered for talking some, about for Blade Runner. For some strange reason, Roger Deakins just thought, Roger Deakins, doesn't he... Isn't he the singer in The Who? Um, <laughs> Roger Deakins is cinematography... He takes the neon lights and stuff from the first Blade Runner, and he fuses them like the 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 palette of the film. You see it all on film Twitter all the time. Yeah, there's that one shot where it's the woman and she's like, she's obviously blowing up because she's yeah. in advertisements, and he's just standing there in the pouring yeah. rain, and it's like the blues contrasting with like the pinks and the yeah. oranges and stuff like that, and it's absolutely, honestly, it's beautiful. Like it's superb. The audacity and the cheek to <laughs> to make a film to 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 follow up on the great one of the greatest films ever made and make a film that doesn't not only like does that film mm. proud but like near enough matches the mm. first Blade Runner to a point where you can watch both of them sit like and just think I don't know which one to pick from because they're absolutely yeah. superb. It's absolutely insane. Um. That for me is the reason why this is probably my film of the yeah. year. Like it's, yeah. ab- it's absolutely, and that's not saying like the other films we've talked about because it was absolutely oh, no, yeah. fantastic year. But I went to see that film with you, and I remember it finishing and thinking that is the reason. Like I love films because it's just absolutely superb. It's like, like the it's, full, like to put to put it simply. It's I'm not gonna, I'm not going to repeat what you said, but it's the it's the full package like it is. what you said about how it looks and how it sounds you feel like when you could see a film like that it's like you're in like a like a bubble mm. it's like a, it's like the film like just it like takes you in yeah and then until it's over you, you've got to like really sit back and comprehend what what's just happened you know me and you with we do the auteur episode things mm. and we talk about like all these directors like quentin tarantino and christopher nolan and then they've been in the game for like 10 20 mm. years and Ridley yeah. Scott, Martin Scorsese, and it just feels like there's no one 
up and coming who's who to look forward yeah. to and then he, he comes along up. and the sheer audacity to come along to make a film like Arrival to make films like Sicario and Prisoners and then to take on projects that let's be honest shouldn't be touched they shouldn't be touched yeah. exactly like he's doing the Dune film it's notorious for like you it's notorious like people say you, you cannot tran- transcribe mm. the book to the film for Dune like two directors have tried to do it and you know David Lynch failed like yeah. And he's just doing it. He's just like, and you, you know, it's going to be good. But you he pays, but he good. pays the respect to the the source as well. And at the end of the day, I think it comes across so well when you listen to him in interviews and the film. Certainly in the films he directs, he he just loves cinema. Yeah, like he understands like the power of putting something on the screen and a packed audience and stuff, and how that can affect you. Um, and this film was was one of them it mm. was absolutely he, he will be one of the greats um in the next 20 years and i can't wait to see how his career pans out it's exciting um, it's exciting really exciting but blade runner 2049 absolutely unreal like yeah. probably the best film from 2017 that's not saying 2017 was a massive year like, honestly it could have easily been Baby Driver as well because I I would put Baby Driver yeah. as one of the best films yeah. from the past decade. Like it's absolutely unreal. I think, I think for you, I, I know think what people have, I think people have guessed it, haven't they? For both yeah. of us, there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like for not phenomenal films, that those last two, um, specifically, like it's fucking ridiculous. I think we got treat we got treated that year. I think with everything going on now, looking back, that's why I love going to the cinema. Like, yeah. It's just such a down, like, we're so many months into this now and, you know, like, Cineworld's probably closing and, you know, we don't know if we'll have a cinema to come back to, Mm. if everything's just going to go to Netflix and streaming and stuff. And that year certainly reminds me of, like, how powerful cinema is and how, like, it's not, like, it is, it can be whatever you want it to be. It can be a pastime to, like, just go with your mates and watch a decent film and hang out with with friends or you can go and enjoy the craft of mm. someone on the top of their game making art basically yeah. um it's whatever you want it to be um we stand nearly on the brink of maybe losing that yeah it's quite it's sad, really it, sad. It? yeah that's really sad yeah um we've gone really we've gone really that was really sen- deep really sentimental but, um, yeah but yeah, looking back, that was probably one of the best years of cinema. I've gone Baby Driver, Jake's gone Blade Runner 2049. Um, two massive films. Absolutely, absolutely massive films. Um, Gigantic. In different ways, in, in really different ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you couldn't, you, you, you would have known straight away what we were picking them from the first 30 seconds of yeah. each of us <laughs> talking about them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been, that's been 2017. 2017. Cheers, Adam. Stay safe. <laughs> you too, lad. <laughs> you know that. You know that, lad. See you later. Ta-ra. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order.
world is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. You're a cop. I had your job once. I was good at it. I know. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. I always told you, you're special. Your story isn't over yet. There's still a page left. <laughs>